That was quite good, actually. <laughs> This is the Naked Gaming Podcast. Oh, I normally say that bit. Go on then. Welcome to the Naked Gaming Podcast with me, Lee Milner. And Chris Barrow. <laughs> we're, we're going on holiday with your family. Yay! Whoop! We used to always sing, we're all going on Did a you? summer holiday. We were obsessed with, uh, we're going to the zoo, Ooh. zoo, zoo. You can come too, too, too. <laughs> is that Cliff Richard? I don't know. As if our family listens to Cliff Richard. They didn't listen to anything except for classical music and ABBA. Is that your chair? It's oh. probably because I'm pregnant now. Everything starts to creak. It's all falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> We're expecting a little gamer. Baby gamer. What's an appropriate game to give to really young kids that's what we're going to have to explore in future podcasts aren't we yeah oh. it was something on the ipad or the iphone they're obsessed the, the problem is that little kids are very good at spending money through your <laughs> ipad stuff you know they can work out how to do microtransactions before they can speak yeah that's worrying isn't it i know so ha- what have you been playing it's been a bit busy but yeah. i've managed to Every so often, just do a little bit more and stray. Oh, I like the cat game keeps on giving, doesn't game. it? I'm nearly there now. I've yeah. nearly finished it. It's I'm, good, though. It's really good. It's really good. Still, still well worth picking up, and it's only going to drop in price as well. What I've, about you? God of War, my current mission to complete God of War, which is so good. I mean, I played it at the time, but I just finally have time to like give it you know, the full treatment. We've been quite busy, haven't we? Yeah. I've been doing a lot of Switch on the way to work, though. Zelda, Breath of the Wild... Yeah, finally diving yeah. deep into that deep <laughs> I, tell you what, I mean we all know it's there's no point me saying it's really good because it's why you yeah, would buy a switch exactly. but it's so good and haven't you been speaking to um a solo developer as well yeah well it's the hard way but it's also the fun way like where's the fun in just being like hey you go do this thing like no i want to i want to learn how to do it it's it's fun to make stuff you know that's so much responsibility where do you start we'll, we'll hear about that in a little while also alex rhodes is back he's playing another proper game yep it's all about rollerblading mm. and shooting is this safe all the population are kind of kept tame by watching this blood sport called rollerdrome where you are on your roller skates with two pistols uh, and taking on all the house players, like the house robots in Robot Wars. It does sound good, doesn't it? We're also reviewing the new Digimon game, uh, which is shocking. I'll tell you more later. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which a lot of people were very excited for, and our simulator of the month is a cult simulator called Cult of the Lamb. What? Yeah. <laughs> if you're a cult member, please subscribe to the podcast. That's like mind control, isn't it? Here's Lee with some top draw gaming news. A trial took place at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham to see whether esports should be included as part of the events, including being awarded official medals. A hundred players representing 20 different Commonwealth nations fought for medals in three different video games Rocket League, Dota 2, and eFootball. The president of the Commonwealth Games Federation, Dame Louise Martin, said going forward, this will be a sport within the games. That's my personal opinion. Remember when we played Netflix's video games? Well, it looks like we were just about the only people. That's because Netflix has revealed that only 1% of users have actually downloaded their games so far. 
And how's this for lucky? Gamers in India managed to buy the ultimate edition of FIFA 23 for about, ready, 5p on the Indian Epic Game Store. It should have been more like 80 quid, but it was accidentally listed online for the wrong price. If you manage to buy it before they realise, they say they will honour the deal. Oh, so lucky. That means you've got a massive 99.98% discount. Ka-ching! It's a shame that it's a FIFA game, though. Thank you, Lee, with the news. Stop kidding around, Snake. So last month we reviewed Bright Memory Infinite, which is a very technically cool game as a first-person shooter made by a single developer, one man, one game. They should have used that. (laughs) One man, one game. Hey, if they pay me, I'll say it. (laughs) So what's it actually like having complete control of the game you're making? I mean, for me, I I literally... What game would you make? I know what game you'd make. You'd make Rabbit Petting Simulator or something like that, yeah. That would be amazing. What would you make? I'd make that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alexander Wynn, uh, the one-man developer of Terra Genesis, which has been downloaded millions of times, told Chris about his next game, Terra Genesis Landfall. It's a city-builder game. Uh, the way I often describe it to people is it's SimCity on Mars. Uh, but, of course, it's a little bit more complicated than that because in addition to placing buildings and you know uh, building your city, you're also having to do all the stuff that it takes to survive in space. You're having to manage your oxygen levels, your power, your water, your food. Um, you're having to you know search out resources and that sort of thing, um, do some sort of near-future research into theoretical technologies and – and then, of course, explore the solar system. We At launch right now, you can play on Mars, the Moon, Mercury, and Venus. And we have plans to roll out the moons of Jupiter and a whole bunch of other stuff in the future. I'm imagining that the challenge of physics for the various different planets uh, was fun to, to tackle. Oh, yes. I'm a huge fan of... Um, evoking the character of each world. You know, there's a bad habit that has developed in sci-fi where uh, entire worlds, uh, or even solar systems sometimes, are characterized as sort of like monocultures. Like, this is a gray rock, and that's how it is. And, um, you know, obviously, like, when you're filming a live-action movie, you can't film on Mars. Like, that's not an option. So, yeah, it's going to look a lot like Morocco because that's where you filmed. But when you're in a medium like video games where you actually can manipulate, like, the gravity level and, you know, things like that, I've always been a big fan of stories that play around with that. Um, you know, when a, when a character drops an object, it falls pretty slowly because we're on the moon, you know? Uh, things like that. And so... With TerraGenesis, the original game, which was about terraforming entire planets, we did a little bit of that because, you know, you have to clear the atmosphere on Venus, you have to add an atmosphere on Mars. But with Landfall now, you really get that ground-level experience of what it's like to be on each world. Mm. And when it comes to putting together a project like this, normally you imagine huge uh, development studios, like a a team of hundreds and hundreds. But really, with this project, which has been hugely successful so far in the first game, the buck kind of stops with you. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I'm guessing there are huge pros and cons to that. Yeah, so the original game, Terra Genesis, I made literally by myself. The entire game, every single aspect, the only other person who, like, I even composed the music, you know. 
Um, the only person who was involved at all was an artist that I hired to make some of the planet maps because it turns out that there are several moons in the solar system that, or, or even uh, you know, dwarf planets like Pluto that we only know what it looks like on one side. Like we haven't sent a probe to, to photograph the other side of that moon yet. But aside from that, it was all on me. And that was fun because I got to do exactly what I wanted. But it was also really limiting because I only know what I know. You know, and so when the game was released, and we were dealing with you know fans and that sort of thing, and when I say we, um, my wife and I founded a company based on the success of Terra Genesis called Edgeworks Entertainment, and we hired some people to do like marketing for us and um, you know do customer support and that sort of thing. So when we were talking to the fans, the biggest thing that they would always say is, "We want to see our cities." You know, we're building cities on Mars, but it's just a you know, you're looking at the planet from orbit, so it's just a, a pattern of city lights. Um, you know, we want to see the city. We want to see place our buildings and stuff. And I was like, that would be great. I agree. I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> you know, like that is so far beyond my experience because I was an app developer, not a game developer. Um, so when Terra Genesis uh, got um, acquired by our publisher and I was able to move on to the next project, it was kind of a no-brainer we should do that thing that people keep asking for where they can actually see their cities. And so I sort of went back to the drawing board and watched a bunch of tutorials and learned how to do 3D stuff and physics and all sorts of stuff. And that's landfall. But I love that instead of what some people would have done, which is I'll get someone to do that, you kind of went, I will yeah. learn how to do that, which is, I would imagine, well, the I long... Mean, that's the fun part. <laughs> that's the long way, the hard way of doing it. Well, it's the hard way, but it's also the fun way. Like, where's the fun in just being like, hey, you, go do this thing? Like, no, I want to I learn how to do it. It's, it's fun to make stuff, you know? And, um, and now we have a whole new corner of the Terra Genesis universe. We have a franchise, you know? This is a whole new way that we can tell stories um, within this within this universe, and that is just so exciting. And Terra Genesis Landfall is out on Android and iPhone, free to download with in-app purchases. Let's go for some new reviews now, starting off with um, one which was nothing like what I was expecting, called Multiversus. Computer. Hey, dude, what's going on here? Now, when you hear multiverses, you think it's going to be wearing a VR headset. Yeah. So I was very, I sat down, put the VR headset on, and then I went, right, time to play multiverses. It's not a VR game. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like Super Smash Bros., the fighting game with four people, except that you get to play as Batman, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, and Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. What? It's such a weird lineup of Is characters. Is this on the PlayStation? Yeah, it's on. It's actually on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, and it's free. So that's the first what? thing to say. So if you like Super Smash Bros. Yeah. And you want to play two-on-two fight games online against other people, it's actually really good. Well, that sounds super cool. Yeah, they've got their own character as well called Rain Dog which is a very cute little character, which is actually surprisingly fierce. <laughs> but it's not that much fun to play on your own. So I played it with random people online in a 2v2 setting, and it just absolutely descended into button mashing. I love it. Which is, I love which it. is quite fun. And if you've got kids, I would say this is a really good game for them because it's free yeah. and it will entertain them and they can just smash the buttons and have a go at playing the game. Can you play it co-op? You can play it co-op. Why didn't you invite me? Because you're at work. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, it's not quite as good as Super Smash Bros. And 
it's quite expensive to buy all the extra characters. Right. So you have to get like in-game coins and then Hang can... on a minute, they've got to like make their money somehow. Oh no, if it's I get free. I get that, but like you shouldn't have to pay five quid for one character. It should be like a pound yeah. for a character. And you've got like Wonder Woman and all these kind of robot like a, a robot character. There's a lot of cool things in it. And does it look good? It looks pretty good. It runs pretty smooth, but I don't know how long it's gonna entertain you for. So if you're gonna buy the the starter bundle, which is like twenty five quid, it's a little bit expensive. I'd just go for the free version. Have a few goes at it and then see if you enjoy it from there. I just wonder how they get the copyright for using those characters. Well, I'll tell you exactly how, because Warner, who are the people who own like Batman and Aya Stark and all this stuff, have basically put it into the game. So it's oh, their kind of creation. So they're okay. happy to put all of their characters no in. No wonder so- it's free. They've already got a lot of money. <laughs> they've got they've got some money <laughs> they've got to throw so away. so much money, man. <laughs> what would you give it out of ten? It's like a, a six or seven. It's, it's fine. It's, okay. it's a fine game and it's free. So the next game is Rollerdrome. Mm. Um, and Alex has been having a go at this one. Did you actually write that? Take the rollerblades out on the roads. Alex, take the rollerblades out on the roads. That's How the- long does it take you to come up with these? Four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, he's actually been checking out the game that looks actually not too bad. Hello, Chris and Lee. It's Alex here. Uh, I am playing Rollerdrome at the moment. Uh, a new sort of indie game that's just come out on Xbox and PlayStation. It's basically uh, <laughs> Jet Set Radio or Tony Hawk on steroids. Uh, so you're on roller skates. You play as a character called Kara Hassan. Um, it's sort of set in like a like an 80s kind of future, as the kind of name would suggest. It's this sort of dystopian society where uh, all the population are kind of kept tame by watching this blood sport called Rollerdrome, where you are on your roller skates with two pistols. Uh, and taking on all the house players, like the house robots in Robot Wars. Right. So there you go. Uh, already it looks amazing. Like, it's got this sort of cell shaded art style. Oop, smashed through the glass there. Uh, really fast-paced. So, because obviously it's a skating game and a shooting game, you don't want to sort of half arse it. You don't want to make an okay skating game and an okay shooter. You kind of have to get both right. And this controls really good, really, really well. Okay, so I'm going to try and do a kickflip here, or the roller skating equivalent. Oh, oh, come on, flip. There you go. Nose grab front flip. Right, okay, where are the enemies? There's one there. You've also got bullet time as well, because you kind of, you just need it, don't you? It's really fast-paced, so when you're sort of going um, this fast, you kind of can do with the, with the assist. It kind of auto-aims for you. Uh, as you get close, you have to get close to um, the house player's and then in the sort of bullet time mode, you can manually uh, aim as well. Right. Oh! The way you get more ammo for your guns... Oh, there's one there. Oh! Uh, is by um, doing tricks. So that keeps you sort of motivated to look good uh, while you're doing it. There hasn't really been a worthy heir to um, the, the classic Tony Hawk games, has there? Uh, and I think we finally found one. Right. Kickflip. Woo! Uh, yeah, so when you the snipe, you know, you've got the sort of sniper's red dots on you. You press circle, and you, that will do a sort of little quick roll. Keeps you out of the way. And your character will just, you know, go upside down, inside out. You can slide off the walls. Time for a sick flip. Oh, I kind of messed up there. <laughs> but as I say, it helps you out. And you can smash through the glass. Nice. Definitely give it a go. If you've got a PlayStation, you can do the um, free trial. Check it out. Give it a go, because I think you're really going to enjoy it. He loved it. I I watched the video for this 
And when Alex was so enthusiastic about it, it made me kind of think, oh, okay, it actually does look quite good. I like the look of that one. We're so shocked because we give Alex all the rubbish games to review, bless him. Yeah. It's always a simulator of some sort. Or a demo. But he's found a good game this time, so... Speaking of rubbish games... Oh, don't. Coming up next... (sighs) Digimon Survive. Lost in a strange parallel world. Be careful, as each decision could be your last. Can I just... I took a picture of this, right? So when you load up Digimon Survive, before you press go on the game, it comes up with a picture in the background. Right. And it is possibly the bleakest... uh, What do you call it? Strapline. Tagline. You know, Mm. like a description of the game. It says... We had no idea that ordinary life could be taken from us so easily. It's a Digimon game for kids. Wow. It's so bleak. Wow. So you select English, right? Oh, by the way, just before we get into this, Chris talks about Digimon, I would say... I must have mentioned it to you a good four times. Yeah. Oh, Digimon's got a new game out. I literally said... Digimon's got a new game Do you know how many times you, you mentioned Digimon? I love it. I used to play it as a kid so yeah, I, much. I know. You Did tell you? me every day. You, I'm telling the podcast. Yeah, but I know. But you, <laughs> I, know, I feel like I've heard this every day of my life. Well, sorry, because it's about to get a lot worse for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you pick English, right, as the language, and then you realise that that just means English subtitles because it's all not in English. Okay. Which is okay. I can handle that. That's yeah. fine. And then you realise you're not playing a game at all. You're playing like a graphic novel. Like, Do you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Or like, yeah. Uh, right. So it's like an anime. Yeah. And then you spend absolutely ages talking to different characters. And that's 95% of the game. So, for example, you say, you know, where do you think we should go? And they go, like, totally out of nowhere, under cherry blossom trees, sometimes you find dead bodies. (laughs) And you go, sorry, sorry, we're we're trying to get to the forest. And then they go, I think we should go back to school now. And you're like, okay. It's just like a conversation simulator. Right. Okay, and it's that's gone wrong. dragged out to the max. It's, I think it's about three hours of conversation before you start actually doing anything. Are you stuck with it? No, 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 no. All oh, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, after an hour, I was like, I can't, t- I literally could not take any more. Right. It's a shame because the combat is a little bit like playing chess, but with Digimon, which is actually quite a cool little concept. But it's like a PlayStation 2 game. You could have played this on PS2. Right. It's, it's just a graphic novel with a little chess board game. So it's it low budget. To say it the felt least. it felt like it was done on about five pounds. Because I was expecting like something like the Pokemon games. Exactly, so was I, but with Digimon and with cool fighting. So also the hilarious option of auto battling, which means that if you don't even want to try and battle, wow. you can put it on auto. So this is for the ultra lazy. Yeah, it's like if, if you want to watch an episode of, of telly and you like anime and Digimon and you just want to press X. Yeah. This is for you. This is for you. 35 quid. It's out now on consoles and PC. Oh, oh. You've got a Switch exclusive now. Ooh, I like an exclusive. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Fighting in order to live. And living to fight. That's the way of our world. Ionios. Tell me, what would possess you to side with them? We're fighting because there are enemies to kill. I refuse to believe you're him. I knew it. I saw this coming. You aren't. You're not enemies now. Fine for you, isn't it? All that 
time you've got. You could try. Try to move forward again. How can our lives be so snuffing little to you? They're not your friends anymore. They're his fuel. Xenoblade, right? Or Xenoblade, as it, Americans I'm say. Sure there's a, there's, I'm sure there's a song that's like Xenoblade, Xenoblade, Xenoblade. I'm sure there is. It's probably about this game. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I can't imagine there's anything else tip. called Xenoblade. Should I look up if there's a Xenoblade song? Yeah. There actually isn't. Uh, <laughs> you just maybe, made up a song. Maybe I've dreamt it. Well, you don't want you want to do some DJing in the future, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so maybe I've just be... created a song in my head. Xenoblade, Xenoblade, Xenoblade. Well, you, maybe you've just said it three times because it's Xenoblade three. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so um, terrible singing to terrible voice acting. Yeah, it's another one of those games. It's like Zelda: Breath of the Wild. So right. many games are in that style. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the environment looks really cool, uh, but once again, it allows you to auto attack. Which what? Be- it- why are game companies doing this? It just means you don't have to do anything. If you're just going to autopilot the game, what? Well, just don't put that system in there. I don't get it. Do you automatically win? Yes, you do. Oh. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, the graphics are really beautiful, though. Uh, the storyline is painful, to say the least. Yeah, so what is it about? I couldn't really work out the overarching story. Um there was something about shiny, uh, resonant stones. Is it it's sci-fi, right? Not really. It's oh. like Final Fantasy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with very sort of Japanese influence. And they kept saying things like, oh, these bad guys again. Oh, what a pain. And I was like, well, if you're saying that in the game, I'm sitting here through it. You know, I'd, I'd love to meet the script writers. There's these things called bunnets, though, which are like rabbit enemies. Ooh. And you have to fight them and kill them. Yeah. What? And I think that any game where you have to attack bunnies deserves yeah. a very poor yeah. rating. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to give it a three out of ten. Xenoblade three, Why three out of ten. Why you attack the bunnies? Exactly. Well, even you can auto fight them, but they still kill the bunnies. That's awful. Uh, so it's out now on Switch, and it's a monster fifty quid. So unless what? you unless you love the what? first two games, and unless you really want to kill rabbits, maybe it's not one for you. We're going to finish with our simulator of the month here. I love this. I mean. Have we ever done a cult simulator? I don't think so. I think it's the first time I've ever played a cult simulator. Um, what is a cult simulator? Well, have a listen to this. It's Cult of the Lamb. Saved from sacrifice by the one who waits, you're compelled to repay the dead by creating a cult in their name. So, here's a few tips on how to start your very first cult. Step one, grow your flock. Go crusading into the lands of the old faith to find new followers and defeat the false prophets. Back home, indoctrinate your new followers into the cult. Name them, change their form, and learn what makes them unique. So you start off as a lamb. Yeah. And then you get sacrificed. For someone's Sunday roast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're the last lamb in existence. Oh. You're you're thinking, mint sauce. Yes. Sorry to our vegan listeners. <laughs> and so you, everyone try. So they basically... You know, my sister was, to this day doesn't eat lamb because we once went to... Um, it was like the lakes or somewhere or Northumberland and we walked past like loads of lambs in the field. My sister was like, oh, they're so cute. What are they? And my mum was like, lamb, it's what you eat on a Sunday. And it's literally... And she doesn't eat lamb anymore. my sister. So she's never eaten lamb since then. 
Well, I don't know if this game would be necessarily up her street then. To right. Me. So as the last lamb in the world, there's this prophecy that you're going to kind of rise up and take over. So they kill you and they actually kill you as the lamb. And then this the- is horrendous. Wait, wait. This, is, this, this, this episode is should have a warning of oh, like yeah. cruelty against animals in gaming. Features cults. Yeah. <laughs> and, Dead rabbits. And then the god or goddess of lambs revives you and says, I will bring you back to life, but only if you start a cult in my name. And the graphics are a bit, you know, like Weeble and Bob, like mm-hmm. the animated yeah. thingy. It, the graphics are a little bit like that. So you're running around as a quite a cute lamb, but then every now and then you'll go, oh, rise up, and then all your followers are like, you know. This is mental. I have to say, the combat in it, so it's like a hack and slash game, but then there's like a simulator. The lamb. That, yeah, you're a lamb and you're hacking and slashing enemies. And then you get, a, this is brilliant. Like, you get to fire arrows at people. To, I have to just have a little quick look at this. So I must say, so the combat is really excellent. You can dodge and roll and stuff like that. It's like a randomly generated dungeon kind of game. So you start off in a small area, you kill all the enemies, then you go through the next door and it's like randomly generated and that keeps going and going and going and you fight bosses at the end. There's a lot of games out like Hades that we've reviewed before like that. It looks a bit like... Um, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the art style. Exactly like that. And I have to say, the simulated part starts off quite slow. So in between missions, you're back at base. You've got like, uh, you get your disciples to chop wood and get wow. stone. And then you build a temple and then they pray to you. And it's all this sort of thing. And, and you get more followers as you go. And I have to say, it's really, really good. For a I, simulator. It's it, pretty just cool. Just for any game. Just yeah, for yeah, any yeah. game. And there is, you know, you can eventually get to an ultimate mega boss and try and win. But... I was surprisingly entertained by it and I found myself, you know, I allocated like a couple of hours to play it just to, just to dip my toe in and I sort of thought, oh, and I went back to it about four or five times. A lot of fun. Uh, it's out now on consoles, it's on the Switch where I played it and PC. It's only about 20, 25 quid. You see, you can either get that or Xenoblade and Xenoblade's double the price. You could get this for you and a friend or you could get Xenoblade. We should create Cult of the, of the Rabbit for Bailey. I think you can get rabbit disciples. Oh, my God. Just saying. Hadouken! Well, that's it. Another classic episode. Wow. What, I feel like this, this episode should be called something to do with, like... Dead animals. Animal, be, like... Rise, rise of the animals or rise of the bunnies. Noah's Ark or something. Or yeah. Like, yeah. What is it with gamers now, like game developers, sorry, who just want to either kill or resurrect animals? <laughs> it's like a bit... Too much free time. Too much free time. So we're going away for a few days mm. on a family on a, holiday. On a family holiday. Got, no, come so on. we'll be in the middle of the med with our family for 10 days. On a boat. Now, are you going to take any gaming with you? Because I might take the Switch, but then every time we take the Switch on holiday, we don't end up playing it that much. So what are you thinking? I think no. Do you? We, we've... we always play Mario Kart on the plane, though. Yeah. Oh, take it. Oh, God, then. Stick it in the luggage allowance. I want to have a go with the, 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 the lamb simulator. <laughs> Cult of the lamb on the plane. Yeah. Excuse me, madam. That looks very violent, what you're playing there. Shut up! Shut up, disciple. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.